What is up, everybody? This is Matilda Egera Cooper, and you're listening to Finesse Your Wellness, the podcast that explores what it means to thrive and live well. So today's episode is all about the power of style, honey. Yes, <laughs> because as the saying goes, when you look good, you feel good. And when you feel good, you can do good, play good live good, work good, all the goods. Now, I've always been into my fashion and style from young. I mean, I'm an 80s and 90s girl, and those were very distinctive eras when it came to fashion. And you know, sometimes I got it right, sometimes I got it wrong, but in any case, I loved and still love to do my thing. Even as a sporty girl, I make sure my outfit is hitting because if I'm gonna be out here sweating it up in a hit class or when I'm on a run, looking good is my way of preserving my dignity. You feel me? (laughs) Also, it's no secret that the way you present yourself in the world can increase your confidence in every space you occupy, from the gym to the office, the shop, even in these streets. So I got the chance to chat with one of the most stylish, fashion-forward women I've ever met, and she helps women show up and show out in their own way. Adama Paul, aka Middle Sight Part on these socials, is a creative with a focus on fashion styling and handbag design. Her personal mission is to empower people to look and feel their best for those all-important moments, especially when they're using their God-given talents. Now, as a former professional in the financial services, her journey into fashion styling has been unconventional, but she's using this to encourage women to pursue their dreams and make bold transitions, no matter their stage in life. Adam Paul, Yes. It is an absolute pleasure to have you on the Finesse Your Wellness podcast. Thank you for having me. Yay. So I'm just going to give people a little bit of context and you may not remember this, but Mm -hmm. in terms of when I first met you, because I was really racking my brain, I thought, I feel like it was a festival, Mm -hmm. potentially. It might have been Afropunk. Have you been to the North Sea Jazz Festival? Yes, I have. Then I think it might have been that. Maybe. Mm -hmm. Or I might have just seen you there. Suffice to say, my first impression of you was like, she's got the look. (laughs) This girl is stylish. And as I was saying to you before, when we were briefing, there's some people who just got it. And there's some people who are figuring it out. I've I've been more on that side, the Mm -hmm. figuring it out over the years. People will say, okay, Matilda, you're stylish. You got something that's like, cool, cool, cool. But we're still figuring it out. Whereas I think for you, it just felt so effortless and so organic. Thank you. So my first question to you is, where did that come from? And were you someone who has always been into style? Most definitely. I think um, from when I was young, even my mum would say the same thing. I was always, you know, what can I put together from like the wardrobe or I'll be begging her when we go to shops at that time it was either the market in Deptford or Elephant and Castle Market or you know on a good weekend maybe Marks and Spencer's at the time <laughs> so I would beg her so that I could go shopping with her and pick out bits and pieces like from when I was in primary school and so was there someone that inspired you where you know I mean yeah where did that come from I would say actually my mum you know my mum was always very well put together you know when she'd be going to work I'd always be watching her what she's wearing you know the lipstick the perfume the hair everything you know I always looked up to her in terms of her style and I mean 
everything, of course, but especially her style and how she put herself together. Yeah, that's yeah. really interesting because I think similarly, my mom growing up in the 80s and maybe there was just something about 80s fashion or an 80s slash 90s fashion yeah but definitely I would say my mom did inspire me maybe indirectly Mm -hmm. but my auntie Essie she was definitely my star icon oh wow because you know just as you were describing your mom I could just suddenly see my auntie too the hair the fit you know those are the Mm -hmm. shoulder pad days (laughs) (laughs) the lipstick and you know definitely a massive inspiration so then I suppose over the years was there ever an indication that you were going to go into fashion you know what it's it's so interesting because as much as I love and love fashion from a young young age and you know it was very evident to my family and even friends because of the culture of being an African daughter okay (laughs) and I'm sure you can relate to this as well and many will there was always that kind of I don't want to say pressure because it's not like my mum or my dad was sitting on my head, but it was like, I guess, this unspoken expectation that you were going to, you know, go through college, university and land yourself in, you know, a solid corporate career, you know. So my mum and dad were always like, oh, you're a lawyer, you're a lawyer. That's what you're going to do. So, you know, that was kind of drilled into my head. So even though I had all of these other creative ambitions they were kind of just always there whispering in the in the background, you know, um, and my focus was just do the studies, get the job, pay the bills and all the rest. You know, it was that expectation, I think, to just follow in what my parents expected of me. So was your first job a corporate job? Well, actually, yes, it was. I, I went like straight out of uni and into a corporate role. OK, yeah. how did you dress to work? Well, this is what's so interesting because my colleagues over the years, they've always, always commented on what I've worn. But when something comes naturally to you, you, sometimes you don't really think about it and you take it for granted. You just see what you see in the shops, put it together and out you go. And, And that's that. But in every single office or place of work, people would always comment on what I was wearing whether they liked it or not they always had something to say oh snap I mean that's really interesting because I have I suppose been fortunate enough to always work in the creative industry and even where it's leaned more on the corporate side there's always been a degree of freedom when it comes to dressing whereas Mm. when I think corporate I'm just thinking you got to wear shoes Mm -hmm. and well heels yeah you got to wear a suit yeah your hair's got to be permed probably yeah Yeah. oh yeah (laughs) um and there just isn't much flexibility there and so when I learned that you also worked in like compliance and quality assurance I'm just like I know how did you possibly (laughs) honestly I think Even within, like you said, the suits and the shirts and like, you know, the the heels or the smart shoes, I still would find a way to wrangle in my essence and my quirkiness somewhat into that. So it would still look, you know, compliable and everything, but it still had me. It was still very me at the same time. So then I suppose fast forwarding to the last, say, three or four years, you decided to make a decision. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, it's even less time than that. Wow. Um, so yeah, like I don't know if you want to jump into that. Straight, but let's, let's yeah. jump into it. Uh, okay. So you decided to make the decision yeah. to fulfill, I suppose, what's been almost like a calling. Yeah, you're, what you're very was right. The spark. 
I would say the pandemic, um, like for a lot of people, was definitely a real opportunity for me because I had a bit of time during that period to really sit and think about, you know, if I wasn't in the normal kind of corporate nine to five, Adama, what is it that you really want to be doing? You love fashion, you love style, like what can you do with that? You know what? Start an Insta page. <laughs> start an Insta page. And, and to be honest, it wasn't even a thing of just me saying to myself, start an Insta page. It was actually a bit more spiritual, to be fair. You know, I, I had some conversations with God and I felt like that was the next thing to do as, as long as I had avoided that. Because believe it or not, I was so like anti having a page, putting pictures, having an open profile anybody that knows me yeah that, that is not me <laughs> I mean what's quite interesting is even though you have always looked very distinctive every time I've come across you I'd also noticed you were quite conservative yeah yeah exactly. <laughs> you know, you're, you're not I suppose your, your style might be distinctive but dare I say your personality you know at least from my perspective just felt so much more reserved so it was sort of interesting come across your page and I think it's worth maybe explaining that there are people who start pages mm -hmm. and then there are people who make an impact and I think the way you started your page I was like skirt skirt it's like <laughs> okay okay you might think this is an exaggeration but you know when Beyonce drops oh something, my god yeah I am going to compare you to Beyonce <laughs> when Beyonce just drops something on her page and it's like oh wait this isn't just like a, a still or a video there's a whole message here. And mm -hmm. so I think it would be worth you maybe just talking about what that thought process was as far as how you curated your page. Because mm -hmm. I think maybe just for those who haven't been onto the page, you know, you were coming out with like triptychs, I suppose, like three different takes of a single image. Mm -hmm. And you would have like some thought-provoking messaging and I'm just like oh okay you know I remember there was one uh video where I'm like oh she's 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 doing some moves I'm, I'm getting some Solange here I'm getting some Janelle Monet. this is not your average Insta page so you know what was the kind of thinking behind or I suppose the strategy for how you wanted to make this mark as a stylist I think for me the most important thing was especially starting the, the page was to just be me as simplistic as it sounds, um, because I think in the world of social media, as we know, it's it's easy to to be a clone. It's easy to just yeah. take from there. And don't get me wrong, we we are all influenced, whether we care to admit it or not, or subconsciously or not, we are all influenced by one another. But I really just wanted to make a stand in that it's okay to be you. You know, it's okay to dress a bit funky or quirky or, you know, you don't have to wear this, the same thing that everybody may be wearing in the same way. You can mix it up. You can, you know, get creative with it. You know, you can show people that they can wear things in a different way, you know. So that was really important to me. Um, but again, like I said, it it really is just me. So it's it can be hard sometimes, I guess, to to talk about these things and even myself because when God puts something in you and you're just so used to just 
doing it it can be hard to break it down sometimes and really explain it so I hope I hope I'm able to to do that today (laughs) yeah no no I mean I think when people go on your page they'll completely get it Mm -hmm. so I guess my next question then is what is your definition of style wow as I've mentioned I think the top thing is just authenticity definitely in in what you're you're wearing feeling comfortable in what you're wearing when you're comfortable in what you're wearing, when it's authentic to you and your personality and your lifestyle, you're going to rock it in the best way. And people are going to see that, you know, I think a massive part of style is your persona, your personality and what that puts into the clothing. You know, it's not about the clothing wearing you, it's you wearing the clothing. And I think a lot of the time it can be quite obvious, you know, when the clothing is wearing a person, you know, or if they or if they feel, you know, slightly uncomfortable or, or it's not really them. So I would always say go with what you feel comfortable wearing, you know, and that's when your style will really shine through. Yeah, and I totally get that. I would definitely say that's been the story of my style journey Mm. because when I was, I suppose, fresh out of uni, early 20s, it was very much a case of, okay, what do the magazines say I should wear? Mm. What is in fashion at the moment? Mm. Okay, I'll wear that too. Yeah. And I think the turning point for me was skinny jeans. (laughs) 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 And the reason why that was a turning point was because, and I suppose this coincided with my body changing Mm -hmm. because I'd look in the magazine and I'd see the way these jeans would sit on a woman's hips and then I would put on said jeans and I'm noticing there's a gap in the back. I'm noticing yeah. it's just not looking the same. Yeah. And I think that's when I started to realize I also need to dress for my body shape. Definitely. You know, that like we are not all designed and created the same way. Mm-hmm. And in actually recognizing I have curves and I have, you know, a muscular and I have a particular body type, mm-hmm. dressing became so much easier. I mean, what has been your experience of coming across women who have maybe struggled to figure that out because they maybe have a fixed idea of of how they should be dressing or they just haven't figured out that actually they need to stay true to themselves? I mean, for the women that I've I've worked with so far and even men as, as well, it is a journey because, you know, a lot of the time for years and years and years, you know, you get to a point or an age where you're, you kind of know, you know, what suits you or you, or you think you know what, what suits you and you fall into a pattern and sometimes a trap of, okay, so I know that, I don't know, yellow is my colour. So I'm just going to always make sure that I'm always wearing yellow or I'm always wearing black, red or whatever the colour may be, or even shape, a particular shape of clothing. You know, you might want to hide away and always wear the oversize and and baggy because you don't want people to see your figure or your curves or the opposite it might always be the tight bodycon so that everybody can see your curves or you know so for me whenever I I come in I, I always like to get an understanding of people's journey and experience with fashion and style and clothing and what they like to wear and then you know slowly slowly influence them in terms of you know where they can push that style and that image a little bit further you know to really you know 
get into the boldness of themselves, their personality and, and the clothing as well, because I work with people that have got wonderful characters and personalities and fantastic energy. And it's lovely when you can marry a fantastic outfit with that as well. I love that because I think my maybe misconception of a stylist was you dress people for a particular event mm-hmm. or an occasion mm-hmm. as opposed to pulling out what's within them, what's inside of them. That's a really, I suppose, fascinating and empowering way of, of looking at style. So then I suppose I'm curious to know what do people tend to call you for? Like, what are the range of problems or dilemmas that people will say, I actually need a stylist for this? Yeah, I mean, I've got people that are maybe, you know, going through some life changes. You know, I've I've worked with women that, you know, have secured like amazing promotions at work, for example. And, you know, they want to look a bit more high powered and, and boss like. But then at the same time, they still want to have that youthful energy as well, because a lot of the time I feel like as we get older, we, you know, people like to project and say, well, you can't wear that anymore. Or you've, you've got to look a certain way when I'm, well, you can tell from my page, like I don't follow any sort of rules when it comes to what one should be wearing at a particular stage in their life because they're a mum or they're you know, 50 or whatever else. Like, I don't subscribe to that at all, you know? Wow. I mean, as you were talking, I was like, first of all, why not call you when I got my new job? (laughs) (laughs) Because that exact thought went through my mind. I was like, oh, okay, you're senior now. So sure, you used to wear like dungarees to work. Nah, 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 you can't. I mean, maybe it probably, you would probably figure out a way I can rock (laughs) the dungarees. And they look like, nah, you can't. You're you're chatting to quiet. You can't wear the dungarees. (laughs) Or the leggings or this or that. And there actually has been this real mental battle with how do I show up at work? So therefore, you know, people get a sense of, you know, my seniority. Because also I look quite young. Yeah, <laughs> so just, you look good, girl. I'm trying, I'm trying, you, you know. Good. Woo, woo, you know, I'm trying to make these 40s look fly. Um, but I think that's really interesting. So people who may um, be... I suppose, on a particular career path. Mm -hmm. Um, And then maybe people who are at a certain stage of life age-wise. Anything else? And and then also for events and and important occasions as well, you know. So I work with quite a number of people that have got jobs that are in the, the public eye. So, you know, they have to come, I guess, well armored because I look at fashion as an armor as well. It definitely is that, you know, and... There's a lot of pressure as well to look a certain way and always be, you know, on point when you're in certain sorts of roles or, you know, you're on TV or in magazines or have a big social media presence. Yeah, it, it can be it can be a lot. That's a lot of pressure. I definitely want to explore this idea of fashion as armor, because I think that's a really interesting thing, especially when we think about black women Mm. and the things that we have to just encounter by virtue of being beautiful and melanated. (laughs) And so I guess what would you say to black women as far as using fashion as a way to navigate society? Yeah. I mean, if I'm honest, I think for me, because I've always been heavily into fashion and style, it's definitely been 
I guess, um, a way of even com- a conversation starter, you know, it's a way of kind of letting people in because they see something interesting about you and like, oh, what is it that you do? Okay. And it, it usually leads to some sort of, you know, conversation and sometimes even opportunity as well. So I always say, I'd be lying if I, if I said, oh, it, it doesn't, it doesn't matter what you wear. You go out there and look, <laughs> look anyhow, like I would be lying. I mean, don't get me wrong when I'm going to the corner shop to buy my supermarket. Well, I wanted to ask about that. <laughs> I look <because> anyhow. <laughs> really? Ju- really and truly? Trust me. Trust me. Mm. <laughs> Trust me. Because my motto is, you know, stay ready. So you got to get ready. But sometimes I, I would be lying. I would be lying if I said that I subscribed to that. Okay, a hundred percent of the time. Because when I'm at home in chill mode, it really is house girl vibes. I, get I, it. I can't even lie. That's so funny because um, actually today I saw a meme on Instagram that actually explored this whole idea that you know those moments when you just feel so on point you know outfit is fitting and then you go out in the world hoping that this is the day that somebody might acknowledge you but nobody sees the outfit (laughs) and then that one time oh so this is the day where I meet my future husband no makeup no nothing just exposed it's it's always the way oh my gosh it's always the way and then you want to run and hide it's interesting because I did want to know if there is at least one thing that a woman could do even if they're in household mode, <laughs> what's that one thing they should consider? I mean, I think if you're if you're at home, in fact, let me say what I would like to do my, myself, because like I said, I'm not doing it. But what I aspire to do and be at, at home, um, I would at least I'll start from the from the top. Okay. I'll make sure, you know, the hair is brushed, even if it's like in some loose bun of some sort, but just not looking too crazy and all over the place which is how it looks most of the time for me at home um and then I work my way down face just make sure the lips are you know well greased and moisturized (laughs) eyebrows brushed up and you know of course just being clean you know having a shower wearing fresh clothes you know even if it's not the most stylish or or fanciest thing you know at least that as as a as a basic the other stuff the hair and you know brush eyebrows that's that's the extra but yeah yeah I love that because I think my go-to just stay ready look really is active wear yeah it's 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 wear leggings sports bra a top and a baseball cap yeah a lip yeah (laughs) you know maybe a little mascara and you're okay like if this is the day you meet him then at least you could be like but you know what you look cute (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. I mean sorry what what I just said that was in relation to home okay (laughs) yeah if you're going if you're going out like what you're wearing today I'll describe to everybody like you'll it's it's fly it's fly she's got a lovely baseball cap some lovely bright leggings and bright trainers as well, which I love. And a loose kind of tank with a sports bra, I think, underneath. And it's kind of giving that, you know, relaxed. I've just come from the gym, but I'm still looking hot. Yeah. And, I, and I love it. I love yeah. it. Even though she said she hasn't been to the gym today. But I'm, but I'm loving this look. Fronting. <laughs> I'm loving this look. Oh, amazing. So then let's look at sort of the day to day uh, you know, the everyday approach to style. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been talking about clothes um, and we just briefly touched on hair. And I suppose when I first met you, the middle side 
part yeah oh yeah <laughs> that was the the look that was the iconic image of your hair yeah and i'm quite curious to know how you landed on that yeah and maybe let me give some context okay, yeah. and i think i've talked about it maybe on a blog but my hair journey oh lord oh, <laughs> and i think girl. maybe that's the story of mm-hmm. a lot of black women yes. but it's only probably in the last maybe five years i've said look short baby fro it works. Yeah. You go to your barber. Shout out to Mervyn. Nice. Slider cut. Nice. <laughs> he always holds me down. And it just helps the look. It helps the rest of the outfit. Yeah. So I just, I'm suppose, I suppose I'm curious to know how you landed up on that style. Yeah. And then how did you evolve from it? And then maybe just an add-on question. How important is hair to style? Um, so in terms of the middle side part, it's kind of like a running joke because... <laughs> That is like my go-to and, and it's been that way for years and years and years and years. So like yourself, probably, you know, in your young adulthood, you, you know, went through the whole relaxer Everything. phase and stage. <laughs> curly perm at one point. <laughs> maybe even curly perm, you know, and then somewhere along the line, decided to grow it out, which is exactly what, what I did through weave and braiding. Um, and then I was like, you know what? Most of the time, I wear my hair back anyway. So why am I relaxing my hair? It actually doesn't make any sense because when I tie my hair back, it all looks the same, more or less. So why does it have to be relaxed? Why do I have to put the chemicals in it? So I stopped relaxing it. And then the middle part or side part bun became my my go-to. And I think because it's quite a simple and slick look, there's not too much going on with it, it can look as simple as it is very chic with with anything that you're that you're wearing and I think that's what I love about it it just finishes off almost any outfit whether it be something like what you're wearing today or if you were going out out and you had that style it would work equally as well so I think that's why I like it because of the versatility in terms of what it goes with so many different options and then the importance of hair to the overall look oh my gosh hair is huge Hair is huge when it comes to styling and an, an outfit overall. A hairstyle will send a style in multiple different directions, you know. So as much as my focus is on the clothing and what a person or client is wearing, where I can or have the opportunity, I like to be vocal about hair. But I also understand, especially as black women, we're very, very, very particular about our hair and what we believe suits our face and our and our body um and you know we we know our hair the best because it's always been with us so it's it's not always easy but where I can influence I will because it definitely can make or break an outfit hmm yes and and I've definitely learned that the hard yeah. way in that you know you talked about sort of a simplicity when it comes to certain hairstyles and I think that's what I figured out that actually if I just kind of keep it short and cropped then I can wear just amount of anything yeah and it, it looks okay whereas I suppose back in the day I'd probably do like some fro bun type of thing but then I'd end up looking quite young or just suddenly yeah. the outfit looks a little bit juvenile yeah. or not yeah not, like, not put together I'll, I'll even like give you a story it's just come to mind with us talking about this hair topic. So I remember my very first weave. I was so excited to get this weave. Like, And how roughly 
year, uh, age, I because, wanna, you I know, wanna. weaves have evolved. So I need to know what kind of weave this was. Was this a sewing? Yeah, it was a sewing weave. Woo. A sewing weave. Um, I was going to a birthday party that weekend. So that's that was the reason behind the weave. I got the weave, got home and hated it. I, Immediately. I absolutely hated it. It was so dense. Because that's I mean, how weaves were back then. Oh my, <laughs> you, I, you, could, you could just about like get your fingers into it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Like it was crazy. I, I looked, if I could find a picture and post it, I actually would just for jokes because I look mad. Yeah, I, look I, crazy. I, I feel like we share that same story <laughs> because just back then, you know, I mean, I've worn weave. I can probably count on one hand the number of times I've worn a weave, mm. but I definitely remember the first time I had a sew in and it just being ridiculously tight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And also because maybe there was like six rows in my head. It just meant it was just bulky. It wasn't yeah. like micro braids or yeah. anything like that. That hair was oh my gosh I don't even have the words like it, it's actually traumatic <laughs> remembering it but I remember going home and my mum gave me one look and she's she's a real honest mum she, <laughs> she just gave me that look like you're not feeling it neither am I bring the scissors bring the blade oh snap and we <laughs> cut that bad boy out like instantly like, we didn't waste any time and I don't remember my sister Oh my gosh, you've just paid the X amount to get this hair done. Like, can't you even keep it for a week? I said, mm-mm, hmm. mm-mm, I can't. I, I can't because, as I've said, like, I know the role that hair plays in an overall outfit. And I was going out that weekend and I was like, I don't want to feel uncomfortable with this hair. Yeah. So it needs to come out. I need to be released from the shackles of this weave. And I think you touch on something important there because I think, you you mentioned earlier that sometimes we can feel quite trapped mm-hmm. with certain styles, mm-hmm. with certain hair, um, with certain looks. And I guess I'm just curious to know what is almost like that initial step someone could take if they wanted to free themselves of the shackles of expectation or certain conventions. I mean, I've been fortunate enough to work with and have my hair done by a wonderful hairdresser shout out to Amanda B Salon and um, she's also on Instagram as well um, and she has really been like a shining light in my hair journey and you know facilitating me experimenting and then also sometimes just wanting to keep it simple as well and she always you know will suggest you know that's why don't you do this or why don't you do that but you know not in a in a pushy way in a, in a gentle way but yeah, like that's, that's definitely been a major influence and help in terms of my, my hair journey. Because when it comes to me doing my, my own hair or really being experimental, I'm not really the most creative, hence the, the middle side part. But um, I have no problem with letting, you know, a qualified hairdresser into my head and, and doing something that will hopefully suit my shape and my, my style. So for anybody wanting to transition, I would definitely say make sure you find a good reliable trustworthy hairstylist hopefully you can go by recommendation of maybe you know somebody else that's you know had their hair done as well by that hairdresser and yet yeah, t- take it from there and even the braids that I'm wearing today as well that's by another um, hairstylist called Gina shout out to Happy in Hair Lounge as well um, they do amazing um, braided styles and I believe 
you know, weaves and relax. And I think they do the, the whole works. So they're another fantastic go-to as well when it comes to hair stuff. But yeah, it starts from there. If nice. you if you can't do it yourself, then find help, find help and, <laughs> and pay somebody yeah. to, to do it. Like, I'm all about that. If, if you can't do it, that you will find somebody that can. Love that. Um, so we've talked about hair. We've talked about clothes. I now want to talk about accessories. Yeah. Mainly bags. Yeah. Because I particularly am so late to the bag game. I don't know where I've been, but I wasn't where everybody else was. Yeah. And I'd say maybe in the last year and a half, I've discovered higher end bags. Mm -hmm. So the bags that, you know, might run a couple hundred, maybe an independent designer, leather or at least very well made yeah um just because i'm i'm not i'm not there yet when it comes to designer bags i'm like i just i'm just not there i know i should be maybe but but when you say when you say you're not quite there do it's, you mean it's the cost okay yeah that's what that's what i was trying to clar- clarify it's the, it's the cost yeah it's the cost yeah. and i mean i i think when I turned 40, I was super tempted to get, oh, what brand was it now? I can't remember. What brand was it? It wasn't, not Chanel, not Prada. I mean, the mere fact that I can't even remember the name <laughs> tells you I'm so not in that world. Um, but I remember checking out the price and thinking, nah, 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 yeah, nah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, they do a quilted bag. Is um, it a Bottega? No, no, no. It's not Bottega. It's like a quilted envelope type of bag. Um, very subtle as far as the logo. Mm-hmm. But it's not Louis Vuitton. Oh, it'll, it'll come to me. Okay. I'll, I'll remember it after yeah. this episode. But like, there's that brand. Yeah. All I saw was, I think, 7K. And I was like, uh, oh, nah, oh, nah, wow. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> it was a cheap bag. Okay. Um, but I suppose, what is the science of a handbag because I suppose they make a statement in some way yeah I mean for anybody that knows me and also follows the page like accessories are a huge part of my personal style and and also how I style women particularly as well Um, because again an accessory can send an outfit in multiple different directions and it's not always needed don't get me wrong you don't always need to have that wow bag or you know some pieces of clothing don't don't require that the the outfit in itself the clothing itself is enough okay um but i definitely think that accessories whether it be handbags or, or jewelry um can really accentuate an outfit and really kind of put a bit of finesse and pizzazz on it and is designer always the way to go no, or is it worth no. having just that one piece i mean I've I've loved bags for an eternity. Um, I think when I was in uni or, yeah, that's when I, I got a placement job and I invested in my first designer handbag. So I was pretty young actually, but that's because I, I'd always adored fashion and bags and jewellery and accessories. It was just a part of me. So it was kind of, an, I knew that it was going to come at, at an earlier point than probably for most. What was um, the brand? I want to say it was a Gucci bag. Okay. I think. Okay. I think. It, I think it was a Gucci bag. Yeah. And the way I wore that bag into the ground, <laughs> hey, <laughs> I felt sorry for that. <laughs> because yeah, like at that stage, it was just the one bag. So that bag went everywhere with me and was everything. But yeah, I mean, now that I'm 
I'm older. Yes, I still love the odd designer or high-end bag, but I definitely don't believe that it's the be-all and end-all to finishing an outfit. Definitely not. Um, In my own collection, I've got an array of different handbags, some high street, some like mid-range, like you said, good quality leather handbags that you described, and then some that are slightly higher end. Um, And I use them, I use them all, you know. I think the main thing is to invest in something that is quality. That doesn't necessarily mean that it has to be a high-end label. It doesn't always equate to quality or or higher quality. Um, Because when you invest in something that's just decent and something that you love, you're going to have it for a long time, you know, and that's what I found. You know, even like my bag that I've got here today, I've had this for over 10 years and I think... Even yesterday, somebody was asking me, oh, I like your bag. And I've had this for 10 years. But again, it's just selecting the things that, you know, you know, are going to last the test of time. I know it's not always easy because, again, we evolve and we're constantly changing as well. But I think with certain bags, especially if you go the more classical, simple route with it, um, you're going to have it for a long time. Um, Don't feel the pressure to follow the trends and I know people say well you're a a hypocrite you're a stylist (laughs) you know you follow trends yes and no you'll be surprised like a lot of things that I wear are old (laughs) I've had them for years and years and years and I love them just as much as I did when I first purchased them however many years ago so buy what you genuinely love you know it's, it's easy to look at somebody online and be like oh god that's that's the bag of the moment or that's the alpha I must have it I must have it but try and just like take your time with making you know those decisions especially the expensive ones you know take your time and come back to it that's great advice yeah (laughs) take your time and come back to it and actually on that note about investing a few years ago no a good few years ago I came across the concept of the capsule wardrobe mm-hmm. and I think somebody said it was inspired by Donna Karen who believed that if you just had core pieces in your wardrobe yeah. that's pretty much how you make an outfit and yeah. I would say when I'm not experimenting or dabbling mm-hmm. I very much revert to the capsule wardrobe what's your view on capsule wardrobing and just to, as a definition it's having a set number of pieces which you fundamentally mix and match, but it's ensuring that you have like a black trouser, mm-hmm. a, a denim jean, mm-hmm. a crisp white shirt, yeah. a t-shirt, just certain pieces. Yeah. You, so, I mean, you, you've named it. You've named it. I mean, those are definitely um, my staple and core go-to items in my in my wardrobe that I always make sure that I have. I may even have several of that one thing, those garments that you've described are there in my arsenal of of clothing. And, you know, as time has gone on, I've gotten rid of so much stuff in an attempt to, you know... Like streamline? Yeah, streamline and curate, like you said, that capsule um, wardrobe. Um, And and it's been good because I've been able to give to charity or send back home, you know, to people that really value and appreciate this stuff instead of just you know, keeping it and gathering dust or moths biting into it or it just wasting, wasting away. You know, I think there's a lot of focus, especially now on just, you know, being more mindful of how you shop and, you know, what you you spend on. 
and the impact that that has on the environment as well. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm conscious of, of all of, of all of those things. Um, but again, like I said, I can't be a hypocrite. I've, I still do have quite a bit of stuff. Um, but I'm, you know, slowly and gradually pressing it down, compressing it into a, a wardrobe that when I open and see everything, I love it. And I'm, I'm almost there. I'm almost there. And I think for anybody that might be on that journey as well, I challenge you to open your wardrobe and go through each and every single piece and Mary Kondo. Uh, this is it and ask yourself <laughs> ask yourself like how much do you really love this like when was the last time you you wore it you know how does it make you feel when you wear it definitely it's worked for me yeah I mean I do it every now and again and mm-hmm. I also struggle with that sometimes yeah it's hard to know? let go yeah like I have stuff again maybe 10 years old of another size I can't even yeah. wear it anymore yeah but there's a part of me that's like but this is like limited edition, you know, mm-hmm. like a particular, I have like this jean skirt from Levi's. I'm like, if I give this away yeah, <laughs> in five years time, it'll come back or, you know, all, and I can see like, for instance, why sneakerheads mm-hmm. hold on to certain mm-hmm. things. But I think you're right. And maybe kind of bringing this to the whole topic of wellness, there is something about learning how to let go of things, oh, yeah, learning def- how to let go of definitely. things that don't serve you yeah. and actually just being more mindful, as you mm. said, about how we approach what we have. So I guess my final question to you is if, let's say, somebody wants to start their style journey, yeah, where do they begin? Okay, so I think we touched on this earlier. Understanding your body is definitely a huge part of that what essentially suits you the best what do you feel the most comfortable in once you establish that then you can start to build on those items you might be somebody that's and and also it's related to your lifestyle as well you know depending on what work you do or you know if you're a mom or wife or what whatever else it, it may be or if you're dealing with children um so it could be you're somebody that you know you love jeans and a t-shirt, you're a jeans and t-shirt girl. And essentially, I am, like my day-to-day is jeans and t-shirt. But there are simple things that you can do that can elevate that to make it look a bit more stylish, a little bit like you've put some thought into it. You know, so for me, I could just go and get like a bog standard jean. But then there are so many different shapes and styles of jeans that you can buy. The, the variety is massive. And do you think, just to touch on mm-hmm. that, we should probably make more use of people in shops who can help us on that journey. Cause I guess sometimes it's hard to know, well, what does suit me? Mm. No, you're, yeah, you're, you're right. I think shops are great or can be great. If I'm being honest, my, my own personal experience of going into shops and getting help or advice hasn't always been the greatest because I know having worked in retail many moons ago, Same. like Gap. Those, those people, they, they don't. I care though. I cared about my shoppers, but I get it. <laughs> you know, they, they just want to get their paycheck and go and go home. It's like, why are you bothering me asking, <laughs> asking if this suits me or, or, or not? I'm trying to like, you know, replenish this rail or get this queue down. So sorry, like I, I hate to kind of put a blanket kind of no, generalization it's, it's on, on, on things, but it's, but it's real talk. I think the easiest place to go is online is the internet because the wonderful thing about social media is that there are so many different types of black women especially who we can look to and think actually you know body type a bit similar or 
what they stand for value wise yeah like i'm I'm, fe- I'm feeling that i can relate you know you can find somebody who you like whether it be their style their shape size whatever it may be that can kind of help you you know on the journey of finding okay what's best for you you know if you're going through some sort of transition we all have you know even celebs that maybe we think oh yeah i, I love i love her style or i love his style or their style and online you know people with a, a big presence as well that you can look to to say actually yeah actually maybe i might try that element that that might work for me love that yeah and let's say the high street are there any particular shops that you think are helpful when it comes to outfitting and and finding sort of go-to pieces Mm -hmm. um i'd say the usual the usual but i think no bias (laughs) yeah 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 This, this is the thing no but i mean can I call them out? Of course. So, you know, H&M, Cos, um, other stories, Zara, you know, those are like... Some, I love those guys. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, like those are like some some faves of mine. Um, got Weekday. There are so many. Um, but I think the, the sad thing I would say about the high street from experience is that they really only cater to a certain uh, demographic of body type and size. Mm. Um and when it comes to the more curve or plus size end of the stick, there's not really that much out there on the high street. Right. You know, if you're above a size 16 or 18 to just kind of walk into a shop, any of these shops that I've just described and say, yeah, I'm going to get an outfit. It's near enough impossible, mm. you know, so you have to really do your digging or your or your research or go on online and, and order without being able to go into a store and physically touch and and feel something and is tailoring a thing oh definitely yeah I, I mean in my mind it's always felt like a really expensive thing mm, and but it, is that an option I, I mean it's not at all I mean so many times I'll buy jeans and like you know sometimes they've got the gap at the back or they're not fitting the best in the waist and I'll just go to my dry cleaner or seamstress and get that bad boy taken in and the difference that it makes is huge it really really is huge I would encourage people you know if there's something that they want to buy. Maybe it's, it might even be sold out, for example, in their size. Um, but there's a bigger size available, maybe like one or two sizes above your, your, your actual size. Buy it anyway. If you, lo- if you really love it and you'll find it difficult to track down, buy it anyway and get it tailored. Oh, my gosh. That's a brilliant tip. Oh, my gosh. Like the difference that it makes. It makes it look like it was custom for your body your body so don't be put off if you see something that's sold out you're like oh damn it like oh i really wanted that dress or those trousers buy the size above or two sizes above buy it anyway and and try it on and if you can see that okay if this was my size it would look good then take that bad boy and get it tailored or taken in you are the stylist we all need. <laughs> <laughs> you, are, you are the stylist every woman in london needs so how can people learn more about you find out about you inquire about your services please share yeah. help us yes yes um well my instagram is middle.side.p underscore art so middle side part if you type that in or even just middle dot i come up my name is adama so you'll see me there currently working on the website so that should be up soon as well and yeah just just hit me up my email address i think is on there also on my insta page so yeah 
if you need to, to contact me, if you want to have a chat, DM me, email me. I'm here, available. Oh, thanks, girl. Oh, no worries. Pleasure, pleasure, pleasure. Oh, Adama, I really love chatting with you, girl. <laughs> she is not just one of the loveliest women you will ever meet, and hopefully you will. You may hit her up for some styling advice, that kind of thing. But in the time that we spent together, she really gave me some food for thought. So here are my top three takeaways. Number one, finding your style is a journey, but it's easy to fall into a trap, basically meaning sometimes we probably play it safer than we should or even need to. So we should step out of our comfort zone every now and again. Number two, style can actually be an armor. And for me, this really resonated because I've probably been doing this unconsciously for a very long time, purely to protect myself from stereotypes, misconceptions, preconceptions, the whole shebang, because I am a black woman. And as all black women know, even with our best attempts, people will still come and try it because of the color of our skin and our gender. That's just the world we live in and the unfortunate nature of the world. But my feeling is this, if your outfit and style of the day has got you empowered and feeling yourself, guaranteed you'll be as solid as Teflon. And none of that foolishness will stick, okay? Amen, somebody? All right. <laughs> Finally, number three, look out for your stylish body doubles on the gram, in the mags, wherever. As I mentioned in our chat, as my body started to take shape, I soon realized that my yay was very different to that yay or that yay, not Kanye. <laughs> In fact, very different from Kanye. <laughs> and actually, I started to look to certain celebs with more of an athletic build or just a little bit curvy for inspo. So actually just looking out and about for your own style inspiration, particularly with people who kind of resemble you, might just be the start of a new chapter of style in your life. Now, if you enjoyed this episode, you would have found even more gems. But that is it for today's Finesse Wellness, brought to you by Fly Girl Collective, a space for black women and women of color who want to level up their wellness and lifestyle. You can follow Fly Girl Collective on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook, or sign up to our mailing list to see what's going in London and what we're getting up to. Also, if you love what you heard, please rate and review us on iTunes. And if you're kind enough to give us five stars, I will give you a shout out. Thanks again for listening. Catch you on the next episode. <laughs>